in life, we get to explore ourselves, and I think that that is the greatest gift we have been given. In today's episode, we're going to go through the feminine archetypes and their goddesses. And as well as going through the archetypes, we're going to talk about some of the things that we can learn from these energies in our life. Now, we all sit through an archetype at some point, and they do change intertwinably as we age and as we go through different phases. So perhaps maybe you're a maiden now, and in 10 years you'll be the mother, and then in a year after that you'll go back to being a maiden. It doesn't mean that you are one thing forever, because of course we all want to evolve and change, and that's why we're here today. This is True Alchemy Academy, a podcast dedicated to getting back to the feminine, to awakening the feminine within ourselves. And while we do this, we simultaneously invite the masculine to also awaken with us. So this is a podcast where everybody is welcome. Let's start with the first archetype. Now, apparently that there are seven original traditional archetypes but i'm gonna dive into some other ones that i think are pretty cool along with the seven so we'll start off with the mother archetype the mother archetype is really important and we also while we're looking at her archetype we have to understand that perhaps we have a mother wound as well so we as women i think sometimes we look to our father and say "Mm, this is why i messed up But then a tow truck comes and hits us real hard and we realize, oh my God, it might have also been my mother. So dealing with the mother wound is very, very important because it sucks and it definitely, definitely affects most of us. I would say that most women have a mother wound and those mothers also have a mother wound. And their mothers have a mother wound. And it goes on and on for ages because women have been beaten and like murdered and stuff like that throughout time. And that is all held in our collective unconsciousness. And it's passed down through generation through generation. And what I really love about this time is we get to decide if we want to carry that or not. Like, And of course, I decided, no, I'm going to put it down. I'm not going to carry it. My children aren't going to carry it never so this is particularly why i also feel so passionate about healing it because when i heal all the women in my line before me heal and all the women in my line after me heal and all the women in my life that i touch with my light also get to heal so and that includes also the men that will come after me or if i birth a son this also happens to the men who come into my life like everybody gets to heal when one person takes on the role of being a healer this is amazing and this is what we're doing here and i think it's very important work so let's dive into the mother archetype the mother archetype of course is the mother duh love and nurturing warm and supportive nurturing i think is a very important key word here because when i look at the mother i think of earth And when I think of earth, I think earth nurtures us in every single way imaginable. We literally don't need anything else except what the earth gives us. I think that is so, 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 so beautiful. I also, when I was dealing with my mother wound a while ago, and now I'm dealing with it again, by the way, because healing is not linear. It comes back sometimes. When I was first dealing with it, I would seek out nature. I would seek out grass and trees and the forest and I would sit in it and I would breathe with it and I would say hold me please like support me love me I need to be held by something 
and it was the trees that always offered that warmth for me so I found my own healing within the mother of the earth and that's who I would consider my true mother is the earth now very good examples of a mother archetype are Mother Teresa and Princess Diana. So, or Lady Diana, whatever, she was a princess, let's get real. Lady Diana was amazing for the mother archetype, unconditionally loving, always caring, so supportive. You could see how empathetic and compassionate she was, not only with her kids, but with everybody around her. Of course, with each archetype, there is a shadow side. And there are some faults that we have. The mother's archetype, and I'm sure mothers right now, if you're listening to this, you might agree with me, is they tend to put the needs of others above their own, neglecting the care for themselves, which sucks because if your cup isn't full, no one else's cup can be full. And something really important, I'm not a mother, so I can't say, I don't have the keys for you. I don't know your schedule. I don't know your life. But I would say it's so important for you to still be yourself even when you become a mother. Don't forget that you're still you. You can be one archetype and another. Okay? I just wanted that to be very, very, very clear. A goddess you can associate the mother with is Demeter. So it's a Greek goddess, D-E-M-E-T-E-R. Which brings me to the next archetype of the maiden, which is represented by her daughter, Persephone. I think the maiden is a really cool sign. If I was to say the maiden was a zodiac, I would say probably Sagittarius. I could see the mother being a Cancer zodiac. The maiden definitely a Sag. Um, The maiden is more of a youthful outlook on life, playful, adaptive, curious, very curious, um, very innocent, almost childlike, I would say. And the shadow with this is, of course, being too naive for their own good, especially when they're growing into adulthood. Um, when you become naive and you become so curious, sometimes you forget that you you have to kind of snap out of that and come to a place where you're like, okay, I'm gonna grow up now. I'm gonna see things, and you don't have to you don't have to take away all your innocence, of course, but you just need to be more aware of things going around you. So that would be the maiden. And I said Persephone would be her equal goddess. I don't understand the maiden too much because I was very, very young when I became very, very old. And I don't think I had a lot of time to be uh, a child when I was younger. But I do appreciate people who, who are young, who embody this energetic nature. The next archetype I'd like to talk about is the lover archetype. So of course... When I say the lover, I hope you immediately think of Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love and romance. Some examples in every day, I could say you could say probably Marilyn Monroe would embody it or Rihanna, someone who's attractive and sensual, very magnetic, very passionate. Enjoy this archetype as I have been leaning more so into it. I think it's very, very, very cool. The lover is magnetic and okay in her sensuality. She she uses it to attract what she needs and it's okay to be attractive and sensual and confident and create your own reality. The shadow side to this would be uh, seeking external validation and maybe finding it hard to commit because you're so magnetic. It's very, very easy for you to have multiple partners. However, with this archetype, the lover, you're very captivating, which is amazing. I love 
I love that idea of being able to just ooze sensuality and being able to sit in it and feel so comfortable inside of it. This is definitely on the zodiac. If I had to say, it would be like a Scorpio Venus. Per personally, Scorpio Venus would embody the perfect example of a lover archetype. Even though Aphrodite seems like she's not a Scorpio, definitely Scorpio Venus. The next archetype is the Huntress. So someone who values freedom and independence strong they're courageous the goddess equivalent would be artemis for this i have the perfect example and it's wonder woman for this archetype now everybody loves wonder woman the huntress goes and takes challenges very fiercely she's very fierce definitely a warrior spirit and has a lot of inner strength I think the Huntress also is independent and her shadow side might be allowing the masculine to come into her life and allowing herself to be vulnerable because the Huntress has become so independent and so fierce and so fearless, it might be hard for that masculine energy because it's already so prominent in protecting her already within herself. So what happens when our energy is off balance, this happened to me actually because I was basically this archetype for a really long time. I was so strong. I even named my book Warrior of Earth. Like, come on, of course. I have the warrior tattooed on my neck. So this was my archetype. And I was so strong within myself and so, so overtly stronger than all of the masculine men that approached me. I realized that my masculine energy was more masculine than them. So I had to be like, okay, damn, I need to up my feminine energy because I'm basically stronger than all of the men I've met or the men who wanted to try and challenge me in a way and I was like no way you're not going to beat me because I'm no so it's really important if you think you fit into this archetype to say okay do I want a man and if you have to be honest because I want a man I do I want a man I want a family I want to go into a different archetype I want to feel different things so I had to say okay my masculine is way too strong in me so let me make peace with that and let me bring out my feminine and it doesn't mean that i just squashed my warrior spirit i for it's tattooed on my neck it's there forever it's never gonna leave me i'm always gonna have that spirit but it just means that now i want to allow other things into my life and the spirit that helped me get to where i am i'll forever be grateful but i don't necessarily need it right now so i'm allowed to bow out and do something else right next archetype the queen the goddess of the queen would be Hera, which is the goddess of marriage. Ambitious, outgoing, confident, leadership, personal power, uplifting. These are all words associated with this archetype. I love the queen now because that is what I would like to step into, which is why I'm doing this. I'm trying to step into the queen archetype and be a leader. And I've grown into my personal power which feels amazing. The queen knows her worth and she loves finer things. I would say if you want to look at a woman in history that embodied absolute queen energy for me is Cleopatra. Even though maybe she seems overplayed and there are other queens of Egypt or queens of the world that seem like they would have been very great, Cleopatra spoke multiple languages, always fought for her people, only aligned herself with the most brutal and brilliant armies. She, to me, and she was gorgeous and loved herbs and she wrote books and 
she led her people. She didn't let her family kick her out of power. I think that that to me is like super leader, super amazing, very good vibes. I love Cleopatra and I love the queen energy. The shadow side is jealous, of course, jealousy and controlling because imagine with all that power, you want to control everything. So you have to learn to ease your grip on people. And at the end of the day, honestly, why would you want to control people? Why? Why? Just not not everything needs to be controlled because people also want to be free. And that's what love is, right? Offering them freedom in within your space. So a very interesting balance with the queen archetype. I think it takes the perfect amount of balance. The next archetype would be the sage. And I think the sage is also very cool. Um, the sage, the goddess, would be Athena, goddess of wisdom. So we can look to this archetype and say, rational, with, like wise, very clear, very self-mastery kind of vibes, super intellectual, perhaps a Virgo or a Gemini, I think. Sorry, I forgot to name the zodiac for the queen. I'm not really quite sure what zodiac would embody it. Probably Leo the most like a good Leo on a good day. Maybe a Leo moon placement would be amazing. For the sage, Virgo Mercury or Gemini Mercury exactly embodies what I'm thinking for this. The The sage will speak the truth even if it makes other people cower. She knows how powerful she is. And I think this is very focused on self-growth. So perhaps at a time period when you're like, okay, I'm going to take my self-growth extremely seriously, you step into the sage because you ha- it's self-mastery. It's truth to yourself and to others, right? Shadow side, I think shadow side would be too too much in the head, too intellectual. Um, when When you are so strongly embodied in this, you have to also learn how to be grounded in your body. So my... Advice would be, if you feel this way, make sure you're doing something with your body every day. Make sure you're doing something. Or you can feel things like try a harder workout, um, have a hotter bath, like anything where you can just say, okay, today I'm going to relax in my body. Or even if you pick up meditation, I think this would really, really help you in this archetype. Another thing I really love about this archetype is the fact that the sage would have no qualms about shedding her old skin and becoming a new again which i think i do every two weeks and i (laughs) i love that so much the next and last one is the mystic this is the seventh one the mystic i would say very intuitive very deep insight calm balanced heavy pisces placement here heavy pisces energy like goes to the depths of the water and is so creative and intuitive that the shadow side is being at a loss of reality and possibly isolation, which I feel sometimes as a creative myself. So as I'm reading these archetypes, yes, I feel like I fit into multiple categories and there are ones that I don't fit into at all, which is fine because as you grow, you change. The mystic is very inward focused. So in astrology, this could also be a lot of planets in retrograde because your inner world is most likely so vivid and so colorful that sometimes you have a hard time going to the outer world, which can be also a shadow. The mystic is also very good at creating a home within herself. So this isn't like, let's say you go somewhere and you feel at home there. 
and you go somewhere else and you also feel at home there, it's because you've created a home within yourself, which is very, very important to live in the world. Those are the seven main archetypes, but as I said, I would love to dive into some more just because I think that they're really, really cool. The wise woman archetype. Now, I love just the idea of a wise woman archetype. That's so cool. Like, I just love, I just love that idea so much. The wise woman can be repressed by anxiety and fear or suppressed by any other insecurities, um, fear of judgment, criticism, anything like that. But the wise woman knows. Reconnecting with the wise woman within you can help the pain in the darkness that we feel turn into light of truth and wisdom and bring us from a pit of despair and bring us into a place of enlightenment. The wise woman knows and you just have to understand that she is within you and you can always reach her. Even if you want to write on your pillow underneath, like on a piece of paper before you go to bed, like, wise woman, visit me in my dreams. You can do that and perhaps she'll come right the first day or perhaps you need to wait a week. But keep up. The wise woman is rooted in her knowledge and she knows how to look at herself through introspection and constantly seeing where she can grow, where she can get better. This is a beautiful, beautiful archetype that I really wanted to share for people. The next one is also something I really, really love. (laughs) I suppose I'm just biased now. I like love everything is the wild woman. Now, the wild woman is... When I went into the forest, that's when I felt the wild woman come out. Even though I was there for the mother, I felt within myself the wild woman. This is our passion, our intuition, our feminine energies to activate that creativity, that ambition. Once we connect to the wild woman, we naturally draw boundaries where we see things no longer serve our purpose. It's our, it's our wild instinct to you know, react in anger if someone pushes that boundary that we want and to push it even further when someone comes close to us. That's the wild woman that seeks that, that hunger to create, to be, to love, to nourish. I think at the end of the day, we're all wild women deep down. So to be honest, this is my favorite, favorite one. And this is the one I feel is the most helpful to to push us through that door of understanding who we are is the wild because how could you know who you are if you don't feel a little bit of that wilderness inside i don't know it's just it's my personal opinion but that primal instinct within us i think that's where we need to start the next one is the healer archetype this one i think is a little fuzzy right now with the time period that we're in because women used to be burned at the stake if they were able to heal with herbs or energy and women were kicked out of religion and not allowed to practice a lot of our gifts in the past and so the healer to me feels a little bit muddy because we're still trying to figure out how we can heal in this world even when we're called to it and so the healer to me is still a muddy archetype because we haven't sufficiently grasped a new concept from what we've been through in the dark ages however the healer to me is someone who obviously heals period doesn't matter what modality that person heals through they naturally are in the healer archetype whether they are five other archetypes and the healer or simply just a healer i do definitely believe 
that this is a very strong archetype. Now, I think coupled with healer would be mystic because I think it would be very difficult to be a healer and not also be a mystic, if that makes sense. The last one I'm going to touch on is the crone. Now, I already mentioned the wise woman. However, I believe the crone and the wise woman are completely different. If you have ever looked into ancient Egyptian history or mythology, you will see that they had a tree and three of the birds look west, I believe. Or maybe they look east. Yes, sorry. Three of the birds looked east and the last one looked west because three of them are looking at the sunrise and the last is looking at the sunset. And the last one watches the sunset and looks a different way because it's the end of life for that and that phase of life you're coming to the end and i believe that the crone the last archetype is exactly the embodiment of that last bird where you're looking at things differently you know it's coming to an end at some point you've lived through years and years of wisdom and you're older and you're wise and it's time for you to return to the earth so Big embodiment energy here is death in the underworld. It's definitely dark feminine, but it's dark old feminine. It's like it's like the inside of a cave, dark feminine, when the water's dripping and you can hear it and you can feel the spirits and the bones. And it's actually, it's something so beautiful that I think we get to return to or become when we, when we age is the crone because you just have so much wisdom and so much life lived and you just know and I think it's just such a beautiful archetype as well and I love it with all of this being said I would love for each of you to understand which archetype you relate to the most whether it's the mother the maiden the huntress the queen the sage the lover the mystic the wise woman the wild woman, the healer, or the crone, and really see which which of those 10 you feel the most called to and do a little bit more research and understand how you want to show up. And if you understand these archetypes really well, it's also helpful that their shadow is there for you to see because sometimes we don't see our own shadows, but when we look to something else, we can understand it. So using the archetypes as a way to solve your own kind of shadow self is amazing and from this shadow self we can really heal ourselves just simply by bringing awareness to certain things i like to say that awareness is half the battle so once you already know what's going on you can say okay dope let me fix it it's super good the problem is when we don't know what we're facing that's when it becomes a scary monster that we you know don't see like something in the closet but once we open the closet and we see oh okay it's not that bad we can clean it out, which is amazing. A book that I highly suggest everybody picks up and reads. I'm going to talk about it more in other podcast episodes, but for right now, I would say Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. This book is, it took me one year to read the whole book and really like thoroughly understand it. But after I read it, I stopped having reoccurring nightmares of being chased by my father in my grandmother's house and I used to wake up from these like nightmares sweating and crying and in sleep paralysis and and I read this book took me a year took me took me a few months to stop having these nightmares because 
I would read the book and I would pause and I would say, okay, cool. Then it said something about the power of dreams in the book. And I remember being like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this. And in the dream, I was, I was again in the house and I was saying, oh my God, he can't see me. Like he can't see me. And then I was like, nah, what if he just does see me? And I stepped out and he was in the hallway and I said, hey dad. And he said, hey Kaylee. And that was the end of that nightmare. I never had it again because I opened a new world for myself internally. Then in my dreams, him and I talked like regular people. We just talked and keep in mind, he was threatening to sue me and hurt me in my life, <laughs> in, in, in physical reality. But when I went to my dreams, it was no longer like that. And it took me, I want to say, five years of just intense healing in my dreams. And that book was a very, very big help. So I 10 out of 10 suggest everybody pick up Women Who Run With The Wolves. It's a very beautiful book. And I think it will be very helpful for you. So have a great day. Thank you for being here. You're worthy of healing and you're worthy of love. And we're going to do that no matter what, okay? Because... I got this, you got this, you got this for your family, you can do this. And better yet, for your family, but for yourself. Like, it's going to be amazing when you can walk out into the world full of peace and love and happiness and your feminine energy can thrive and grow and nurture and feel and love and be passionate and understand and wild and wise. Ugh, such a beautiful energy to tap into. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you deeply for being here with me. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow on my Instagram, my personal, at kworsley underscore. I'm always down to have some cool DM conversations. Or if you really want to support the podcast, there is a creator support option if you want to support it. If not, you listening is enough for me because I truly think this work is magical and I can't wait for you to get started. So thank you again.